In a world of store-bought items and a world that seems to never slow down, we make with our hands and tools. Here at Wool and Spinning Radio, we take a moment to breathe, to chat, to reflect. As the world continues in a whirlwind around us, we sit quietly at our spinning wheels with our knitting needles or on our looms. The gentle motion of twisting a spindle, watching it dropping slowly to the ground, or the click-clack of needles tapping against each other as we turn a heel, brings solace and comfort. We make with our hands because we love the process and value our handmade items. While they are never perfect, our yarns might be gently thick and thin or just plain over-twisted. In this place, we discuss what it means to be a maker, to use our hands. Join us as I chat with others in our community about these ideas, challenges, and rewards. Thank you for your time spent here in this place. You are always welcome. Well, do you want to start off, Liz, by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into making and how you got into knitting and spinning and just kind of give us your origin story? Okay, um, yeah. Where it all started Um, and who you are and where you are. (laughs) Well, I'm in northern Vermont. Um, right now I grew up in Massachusetts though um my mom was always she always had her like did something like you know it wasn't like on a regular basis like we are but like always knew how to do stuff Mm -hmm. she had a knitting machine I remember her always using like hat sweaters that kind of stuff on the knitting machine she used I think she used to hand it before me you know like before that kind of stuff then she got into the knitting the knitting machines and stuff like that so she used to, she had her own little like side business kind of thing and would they do hats and sweaters for like, you know, sets for kids and stuff like that. So she did that for a little while. And then I remember uh, my guess is I probably started knitting like I was probably seven or, you know, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there and learned one, learn how to knit. So I remember always doing something that and cross stitch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Two things that I was, cause I know my sister, I have I'm in the middle. I have an older sister and a younger sister. And I was always, they used to always be like, oh, you're the little old lady. You don't do, you know, like they, I was always yeah. the one that was like sitting there either reading a book or doing all the things that, you know, yeah. So I was always the one that was, you know, had to do, keep my hands busy and doing something. If I was like, we were going on a long truck car ride, I'd always have some kind of craft or something with me, whether it was knitting or cross stitch or, you know, a, you know, that kind of stuff. So I always had something to do and I could never understand why they, how they would say they're bored in the car. Cause I was like, how do you, how can you be bored? Bring something with you. Uh, yeah. So, I still am amazed at people can, who can just sit there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm the same exact way. Like I have to be doing something. That's what my, my, um, my 50 year old, she has got her permit and I'm like, this is great. Now I can bring my knitting and she can drive. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Pretty> self-serving <laughs> yes, exactly I'm like sure you want to drive I'll, I'll take yeah exactly wherever we want to go yeah exactly awesome. so it's great so it works out for both of us she gets her driving time and she'll have her hours in in no time yeah I like it so well because everything around here is like forever it takes like an hour to get anywhere so you guys are quite rural correct yeah we are yeah I think yeah. our town has I think we have probably four or five thousand people in our town okay um so I mean to us it's like normal size like you know so like it's funny because like if we want we haven't seen you know been down to obviously for all, all this stuff going on but my you know my dad's still in math so we go down there and they're like oh my god this is the city they're like I can't they're like look at all the cars they like it's always so funny I always have to laugh when they're there they're just like 
Oh my God, I could imagine living with all this traffic. We have like one stoplight. <laughs> we don't even have, it's a blinking light. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, so I've always been doing some kind of something. And then when I, it was like on and off through college, always, you know, like usually probably like holiday time, that kind of stuff. You'd always want to make something when you had the downtime between, you know, terms and that kind of stuff between your semesters and stuff. So I'd always bring stuff with me, but, um, and then I'm trying to think of like more of it was happened. Like when I had, once I had my, you know, I started, you know, I got married and had my oldest had her, you know, then I really started knitting. And that was kind of like, I was like really into it. And then, um, I think the whole milk that stuff started with, um, my sister got an alpaca and so she wanted to do something with the fiber and I knew there was a mill around our, you know, or when I, I was actually in Connecticut at the time and I was like, oh, well, I'll, you know, check that out. And so I dropped off her fiber and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Her kids are young. She's got kids. I said, I could probably do this. This would be something. I actually went to school for animal science. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when I was in college, I went to UConn and I was at, um, you know, in school, I got my master's in animal science. So I was redoing research end of it. Um, but I actually like the animal end better. Like I like, I kind of, I always joke around that I went to school too long <laughs> because every, I'm like the lab to me was more boring. I rather be outside and doing this stuff. Right. So I end up, I worked, I was at, I worked for like Pfizer for uh, probably three years and then they actually were moving cancer biology to California and I did not want to move to California so that's when I was like okay no I'll that and I found out I was pregnant at the same time so I was like no I'm done and that's when I started thinking and I was like well the mill would be really cool so talked to my parents and helped them and they helped me you know we did it together and and got that going um by the time I that was actually I was pregnant with my second when I started the mill and everybody thought it was insane. They're like, are you crazy? They're like, you have a two, you're going to have a two-year-old and a newborn and you're starting a business. <laughs> and I said, well, let's get it all over and done with at the same time. We'll just do it and get it over. Um, so I, but I've always been kind of part-time, yeah. you know, and I did it down there for quite a few years and then um, kind of everything, you know, I went through divorce. I was, you know, had to put everything on pause and um ended up in up in Vermont so got here once things were more more settled down I had all the you know the equipment stored and once I was more settled then I moved everything up here and reopened it so because wow. but you know there during that time I was able like I was working on a farm and um, milk, you know, where I took, I took care, I was a calf manager. So down in Connecticut and up here, I was a calf manager. So I took care of all the babies. Okay. So it was, it was one of the best jobs. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got to take care of all the babies and all the calves and stuff like that. So both farms were really big farms. Mm -hmm. They milked around 1100 cows, you know? Wow. So yeah. So they're, they're bigger farms. So you're taking care of lots of babies every day. You know, you're on average, you're having, you know, three or four, you know, anywhere from three calves to 10 calves a day. So you're, okay. you're, oh, you're busy and, you know, but you get to do all the vet work and you get to, there's so much to learn and it was fun. 
Yeah. Um, so I was always doing that. And then, you know, that was like kind of why I was on, you know, on the mill was on hold and stuff and getting everything squared away. Um, and so we brought all the equipment up here and um, got everything squared away and set up. John gave me his heated garage. <laughs> he little did he know that how much it was gonna like take up and like all the things. He's like, oh yeah, sure, you can have a spart of it. Well, now I am. I uh, now now I have more it's of the garage. All of it. <laughs> He's like, Liz, my like my half of the garage is now like a four by four square, and the rest of the garage is yours. I'm like, sorry. So no, so we've been, um, I don't know. So then, yeah, I, I had that. And then um, I was still at the farm full time and just kind of doing on my, you know, just kind of getting things going, getting my name out there, just kind of part time, you know, after work and that kind of stuff on the weekends. Um, and then I only had the mill up and going for, oh, probably I would say a couple months, maybe okay. even if that, and then I got hurt really bad, um, on the farm. That's when I got hurt and everything got put on pause. Um, In our, your life, everything stopped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A cow came after, after me and, um, ended up, she, we, I don't remember any of it, which okay. is probably a good thing. Um, she came after me, uh, the, the mom had, she, they had cat, the cow had calved and I was, what we can assume is I was giving them both their medicine. Cause they both get their, you know, their, their, make sure everybody's healthy and safe and stuff like that. So they get their vaccines and their medicine and all that kind of stuff. And I must've given the cow her medicine and then turned around to give the calf hers or something like that. And she turned around and just nailed me. Okay. And so she must have knocked me out, but she just kept coming after me. And um, so she tore my, she broke my sternum and tore my aorta. Um, and then I had broken ribs. And uh, when she broke my ribs, she poked a hole in my esophagus too. Um, so I had a hole in my esophagus. I had um, bones in the back of my neck were broke off and, yeah, so <laughs> it was kind of a mess more than any you're like and then, Yeah, exactly. And then because of the blood blood loss from my aorta, that's when I had the stroke. Right. So um I remember just waking up and they kept saying I was supposed to go to a conference actually. <clears throat> that weekend that I was like got, before I got hurt, I was supposed to go to a conference. So I remember waking up, I'm like can you just tell Tucker and Gunn to be a little late for the, for the conference? And they're like, Liz, that was last week. <laughs> and you were like, only one week later. It was about a week or so after wow. from what I remember from yeah. what you said, it was, it was probably about a week after when they started taking me out of the, you know, getting me up and go like yeah. trying to figure out what was actually wrong. Cause they didn't realize, I don't think they realized about the stroke until like because I was so sedated and everything yeah, it's hard to assess that, that was like the least of the worries there are all the other things like I think like the heart surgery um the doctor said my aorta was seven-eighths of it was torn off and so she's not really sure how I survived how I survived it but um so a miracle yeah, was, story hey 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really yeah. amazing. Yeah. So yeah. So she, I woke up and then the, yeah, that's when they like were doing more and more figuring stuff out. But so it was a long year, about a year, year and a half of like just trying to get things back and up and running. And I was just remember the more I woke up in the hospital being so mad that I have time to sit down and I couldn't knit. <laughs> You know, because I'm like, I'm sit, finally sitting here and I have down them. Why couldn't it have been my leg or my arm? You know, like that kind of stuff. Why does it have to Nobody be needs your leg? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, why does it have to be my left side? Because I remember them, Alex, saying questions and they're, they're like, John would, he held up my hand. He's like, no, your arm is right here. It's, and I'm like, so I guess I remember being under drugs. Like, like John said, yeah, he goes, yeah, you just told me well, you just cut it off. I don't put it in the closet. I don't need it. <laughs> My arm. <laughs> to like, just get rid of it. I don't need it anymore. So I was like, oh, no, I think you kind of do. <laughs> little by little, it was like, you know, it was a good long while, but I was in there. Um, I don't know how many weeks. I was probably like seven weeks. I was in the hospital. Um, okay. And then I was in rehab for a, for a week. Cause after a week I was like, I had had enough. I was like, Nope, I'm going home. I'm doing, I want to see my kids. I want like, I'll do better at home. I know I'll do better than I would there. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to be home. So I you did that. All the rehab and everything is an outpatient. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I ended up doing it that way. Cause I was like, I knew I would just, because then like, I don't know, I guess I felt like when I was at, like, when I'm home, then you're forced to do stuff. You know, I feel like there you're not doing real life things. It's, it's it, we call it becoming institutionalized. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, I think it's a very real thing. Yeah. I, yes. I've, I've seen it a lot and it, and it's just a byproduct of having the nurses there all the time. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, we can yeah. kick your butt, but we can only kick your butt so much exactly. you know? And when there's no laundry and dishes to do. Exactly. <laughs> there is something to be said for yeah. just. Exactly. Yeah, there's somebody to help. So that's why I was like, no, I just want to go home. I know that if I'm there, I'll have to do the things that I have to do because I don't have a choice. And the kids were still, you know, they they had a, unfortunately they had to grow up a lot. You totally. know, because they were, you know, I don't like Emma had to learn how to do her hair because that mom used to always do her hair for, you know, those kind of things. My oh, older, yeah. you know, I'm trying to think or if so they were. And coping with the fact that they almost lost you. Yeah, exactly. That, on top of it. Exactly. She definitely knew more about, like, she was old enough that she knew more of what was going going on than yeah. Emma did. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So there and was with your like, science background, being able to explain that to the to her, to her in particular as you got better. Yeah. 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 They were definitely like, they were, you know, I mean, they were scared, but I think Bethany had more of like, could wrap her head around how serious it was than Emma was. Oh, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. Right. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Well, so and kids I, protecting themselves emotionally and mentally too. Like she'll be okay. She'll be okay. Like that's, yeah. that's really important to allow kids to do that. Yeah. Until sort of proven otherwise, you know, exactly. Like so so much they can cope with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that, and Bethany is definitely, I feel like more of the sensitive one mm -hmm. that when it comes to that, like to, you know, that kind of stuff where things bounce off of Emma a little bit yeah. easier, you know, yeah. that kind yeah. of stuff. So, but they did, they both wow. did. Okay. Yeah. And, and so 
it was it was a long a long road up there and then um how long I, ago was that Liz sorry before you three years ago wow yeah okay. it'll be so yeah not that long no it'll be four years in July do you have a bit so, of a celebration every year yeah we always usually go to dinner and do something nice. yeah that's be, amazing yeah. that you can do yeah. that and find that the light in, in exactly the, yeah in you have to try you have to be able to laugh at things you have to find the positive things you have to, you know I remember Bethany used to always be try to be by she would help um make you know like get my fingers to work and stuff like that she'd stretch them out and she'd be like okay can you feel this and they would have games because they would like sit there and be like okay which finger am I touching close your eyes and they would try and practice like touching see which finger I was touching and that kind of stuff. And, you know, so there was just you know, different things that you just, I don't know, it uh -huh. was, you try to, we joke around because when I was in the hospital, um, that left my left hand that doesn't work because I was left hand dominant and now I have to be right-handed. So I had to learn how to write and do everything, but it was, it's kind of somehow, what? Oh, um, of course. Like you'd have to relearn everything. Yeah. Wow. So I, yeah. So I was, I just remember being in the hospital and I named my, my hand, Roberta, the left side when I was in the hospital and I would always blame it on her. So it's like kind of stuck. So now every, they always laugh because they still call my left side, Roberta. <laughs> so we named, we should, the left hand has a name. That's amazing. So yeah. So it takes us so far, so far. Yeah. It's just an amazing tool. Yeah, you have to joke around, you know, like, it's like, what's, you know, there's no reason, you know, like, just, it is what it is, you know. That yeah, and you have to fit, find a way to cope. Yeah, exactly. Light. It's yeah. not like, I'm not going to sit here and do nothing the rest of my, you know, got to just get up and do it. So, yep. So we just, I just, lots of physical therapy for a long time. Um, it was a good two years, like everything else. Thankfully, my le left side, my leg, everything else, it was just the hand because I have full range Amazing. of, yeah, I have full range of motion. I have all that kind of stuff on the left side, you know, like I can go up and, you know, it's just the, the hand, the, the fingers don't fully work. Right. I don't have a lot of feeling in them, you know, so I can hold something, but I, then I forget I'm holding it. So I have to be really careful. Like I remember like holding a soda, like practicing holding the soda and I kind of crunch the can slowly if you don't pay attention or I'll tip it over or that kind of soda or any kind of like can of something, you know? Yeah. So I have to be really careful about like that kind of stuff. But do you get um, fatigued? Um, the left hand? Just in general, me. like, oh, it was bad. He gets yes. such a real thing. And that often yes. stays with people for their whole life. life um, they do it's better. So do you find it's, you get tired? Yes. More tired than I use, you know, the normal, but yeah. I'm way a hundred times better than I used to be. Hmm. Yes. That's yeah, awesome. Like That's before, true. before I'd have to take a nap every two few hours it was yeah. like and I'd be out cold like sound asleep like it was like I never understood what what they said but like I'm like how can you be tired like my brain would be physically tired isn't that and, amazing like your yeah. brain just it, it makes you realize how much energy your brain sucks yes you know yeah. like when people are underfed and undernourished there's a <laughs> reason why you're tired your brain yeah. is just starved yep yeah because yeah, it was definitely like, I never understood it until you like lived through it kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, that. especially even now, if I'm learning something new, 
but now I recognize it and I'll say, okay, I need to take a nap for half an hour and I'll try again. That's right. You know, that's, uh, it definitely, it's when I'm learning something new, like, like reading, like, you know, like reading is better than it used to be. Um, but definitely like reading directions, like trying to like process those kind of things, any of those, that kind of stuff is definitely like it's so it's more the mental fatigue than yeah. it is like a physical fatigue yeah like your muscles are sore it's yeah like a like a like a an exhaustion exactly yeah. a cognitive yeah. exhaustion yeah. yeah yeah so it's definitely like now it's more of a like if I'm learning something new so wow. but it's uh, yeah way better than it used to be because they like I would be yeah napping all the time because they would just be like okay yeah. I'm done I wow. you know or like social things too. If I'm in social situations, like vending, yeah. when you have to be vending and you have to be on all day, that's hard. That'd be exhausting. Yeah, yeah, because you're computing so much that you don't even like you don't even realize there's stuff, there's signals, and there's things happening that you don't even kind of consciously think about. You know, exactly. Taking in like nonverbal communication and people's reactions, figure out how you should respond, being, yeah, being empathetic and friendly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those things are the definitely that's yeah, that so that is definitely a tiring like when you are when you're vending and stuff like that. Were um, you naturally introverted before? I I'm or definitely pretty... more of a homebody. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely more of a homebody, but more so now than I used to be. And I can be, I can be outgoing when I want to, but I would just be, it's like one of those things, go have fun. And then I'm ready to be home. You right. know, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. I don't mind going out and having fun, but when I'm home, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be home. <laughs> yeah. Right. That makes I'm sense. not always looking for the next thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely like that. So it's, but yeah, so it was about, I don't even remember as soon as I could like start in doing stuff. I remember thinking I was going to have to put on my knitting way. Then, then little by little as like time went on and I was able to like, just get my fingers, even if they're like moving a little bit, like, but then I was like, okay, well, let's see if I can do this. And there was definitely lots of tears, lots of frustration, lots of all those kind of things during like through all of this. But I was like too fast. Like I was like, I am going to figure this out. Real determination. Yeah, exactly. And then I just finally was like, you know, little by little, okay, hold the needles, just do, you know, try and try and knit one stitch or try and knit two stitches. Like if you're holding on to like, I'd hold on to the needles and if I could do it a couple of times before I dropped them, then I'd be happy, you know, Uh but it was like one of those, I had to really learn to appreciate those little successes Mm -hmm. because I would get too frustrated if I didn't. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if I would just be like, I can't do it. Instead, I'd be like, nope, I actually did those two stitches. I did it. <laughs> and <laughs> celebrate. Know, a, yeah. And that's a sign it's moving forward. It's getting better. It's getting like, so yeah, I just had to like slowly, little by little, and, you know, um, just try and figure things out. And then as soon as I get one accomplished, it, it's like, okay, well, let's see what the next thing I need to learn how to do or the next thing, you know? And it is like the nitty naughty was like, oh my God, that was, that was painful. That made me tired. That made my brain tired. Was Learning it the about, direction? Like what was, yes. what was the, it? The it was whole, like, trying, like, yeah, the trying three-dimensional to, aspect of it. Exactly. I think it was because well, being left-handed is so why I had to learn how to do it right-handed too. 
Oh. And so I could, I could picture it in my head how to do it this way, but I couldn't flip it around in my brain. Because it's literally a mirror image. Yeah. So I kept oh, yeah. it. And I was like getting so frustrated with myself and John would be like, I wish I could help you Liz, but I wouldn't even know how to do it to begin with anyway. Right. You know, right. so it was definitely like reversing how to spin was, was that part of it was, I mean, I can't do anything fancy, but, um, do you want I've, to talk about that a little bit? The experience the of learning how to respin? Yeah. Cause you were a spinner before, right? Yeah. I was a spinner. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to chat about your spinning journey a little bit? Yeah. I, I, I used to spin left and that, right. Yeah. Left-handed. So I had to switch. So now I hold the fiber in my left hand and pinch with the right hand. Yeah. They used to do it the other way around. Yeah. So you've been like this now. Yeah. yeah. So, and it, so, but the hardest, like the part I have to be careful and remind my hand of, um, is like not squeezing it. Cause I can't feel the fiber. Oh, so does it slowly kind it's of clamp very, down it, over time? Exactly. So I have to very visually watch what my hand is doing. Cause I wouldn't be able to feel it. So that's the hard part of like any of this stuff is like, we're used to do everything by feel. Now it has to be done really by visually. Does that but, get more fatiguing? Cause you're sort of having to be more engaged and what, what it, you're doing. You can't just zone out. At the, yeah. At the beginning it was, it's better now. Cause then now I think I'm getting more used and I keep trying now like to look away and practice with my, my brain do it you know, looking away and trying to like get the feel same with like knitting and not looking at something. Yeah. You know, just trying to redo, you know, get those kind of things and get those connections working, but it's, it takes get, time, but there is evidence that those connections do heal over time. Yeah. They say so it's so. like the internet, right? If you break the yeah. internet, those cables are fixable. Yeah. But it takes time. Mm -hmm. I know they're going to check. I think they're going to do an MRI in my brain again in like a few years or just see the stroke, see the differences and do tests. And like, just oh, that would be fascinating. Yeah. Just to, to see, see if the synapses. Gross. Yeah. To see if like the, this, that where the, where everything died versus where, if it's you. So I'd be curious to see what it is too. That would be fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Really from a scientific standpoint. Yeah. For it won't sure. make a difference in your day-to-day -day life, but no, but it would be kind of cool to see how much you can regain. Yeah. Um, so how did you get into spinning in the first place? Cause we kind of got talking about your accident and I have to admit for as, as a, like a critical care trauma nurse, I, I find it fascinating. Yeah. Um, and I just, it, for me, because I, I like from a trauma perspective, I see the acute trauma and we yeah. you know, obviously in my career, I've seen some, some devastating things. Yeah. Um, but we don't see the rehab and the re the, the, we, we see them, you know, sometimes we're lucky enough that they come back later and they'll, they'll walk into the unit and say like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Like, um, <laughs> it, but it's not super common. Um, yeah. because I think it, unfortunately for people, um, coming back into a critical care unit later can be very triggering and it can mm -hmm. really set them off and they can, sometimes they'll come to the waiting room instead. Because yeah. as a patient, you never you're never in the waiting room. Yeah. Um. So they but they won't come into the unit because it can be very triggering. Yeah. Um. And I certainly um. And so it, because I sort of don't get to see the other side of it and the rehab part and the relearning and we we do uh, in trauma of course uh, we do traumatic brain. So oh okay. um, yeah because you have yeah. to right because most trauma yeah. involves 
Yep. So we do a lot of TBI, traumatic brain injuries. And I find it fascinating because I don't get to see this side. I don't get to see the side of the rehab and what it, what, what, and because we're so dependent on our hands, Uh I, I just, whenever you speak about, about your journey and your experience, I, I have to admit, I just from like from a, from a critical care trauma nurse perspective, I do find it really fascinating, but there's the human side, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so what was, so what was your, what, how did you get into spinning and how did you kind of come, um, come to that? I got, I got into spinning. I was actually at a fa- one of the, fa- like a county fair <laughs> and yeah, the spinning, we were like at the, this was like, wait, this is, ba- um, Bethany was probably like maybe two. Okay. And she's like 15 in- now, right? Yeah. 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 So she was probably like two. And then, um, the, the spinning guild was there doing their, their fleece to shawl, you know, competition or whatever. And we were watching and talking to the, you know, talking to them and stuff like that. And they're like, well, if you're interested in here's the thing where this is the meeting, here's the meeting. So we went in and I was like, yeah, I'll go, you know, I'll see what it's about. Kind of, you know, I was like, that'd be kind of cool. I, yeah. I can knit. So what's one more thing, right? <laughs> Little did I know what I was getting into. And you already had the mill, right? Yeah. Yeah. This what? Did you oh, know this mill? No, this is before the mill. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is before the mill. This is, this is, uh, so I just said, you know, I was like, oh, um, so I went in and my friend, Amy, she like, she's like, oh, come on over here. You know, I'll show you how this is done. And then, so she was showing me about spinning. And then I ended up like that next weekend or whatever. I went to her house. She had a, um, country craftsman. Oh. Um, and so she's like, here, you can try it. And so she's like, so I figured that out and she's like, well, she goes, oh my God, that's awesome. She, you know, she's, she was all excited that I was able to figure it out. She's like, you can take it home and play with it. Cause it was her extra wheel. Perfect. So I took it that, and then I, it was like, kind of like one of those like instant, like, yep, this is what I want to do. Love it for sight. So, yep. So, and then, and then after that, that's when, you know, my sister got the alpacas and she I think she got a couple of them and then you know it's kind of like one thing after another so I was like you know oh well that'd be cool and now I can spin and I can knit and sure well what's well I can do the mill too you know we can get a mill and then I'll be able to do it all myself (laughs) so you have a very can-do attitude like you're very like oh yeah I can do that sure (laughs) I love that exactly so yeah so no I just relearned all that and got and then so now we're just growing everything now I was kind of back at the farm part-time um last year like well actually like before right before COVID hit um I was working there a few days a week and were you know trying between therapy and all the other things you know that kind of stuff I was only doing you know they were awesome they I mean their 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 farm was amazing they were you know so so great to me and everything um and pretty much were like just work when you can and you know if you want to and stuff like that and I obviously can't work with a big cow so I was just working with the babies but still couldn't do everything um more like shoveling stuff like that I was doing everything one hand and I was like this is gonna kill my hand you know like if I I'm gonna wear my body out in really quick if I do this all one-handed and for what yeah exactly and it's just you know it's not it's not you know it's one thing and you know it's farming is hard on your body no matter what you are when you have two hands never so I was like so then when COVID hit that's when 
and the farm's big enough that they always have people in and out of there. So my boss is like, you know, it's really up to you. He's like, he goes, you can stay if you want. He goes, but if you feel more comfortable doing stuff at home, that's, you know, I totally understand. And with all the random people that are there, I was like, yeah, yeah. it's probably better for me. And then Johnny and I was like, we're like, you know what, this is the time to take a minute to just try and do the mill hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent into it and see what happens. I can always go back to the farm if mm -hmm. I need to, but if I can do this a hundred percent and make it work so I can actually do something just for me, you know, for the upper us or whatever. So ended up doing that and, and it's keeps growing. So yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the mill a little bit and like what you do and sort of yeah. all of so, that? I would love to hear a little bit more about kingdom. Yeah. So right now we are, uh, we're just a small, you know, small mill in our garage, in the garage, in the garage. And, um, we can wash, we pick, we card, and then we have a pin drafter. Um, so we don't have any of this spinning yet. Um, so right now we're just doing that, but right now we have like, I don't know, anywhere to depending on time of year, like three to four month wait list. Um, so little by little, it's getting busier and busier, but it's just me. Um, the girls help me out when they have like school vacations and, or whatever they, you know, they, while well, I was talking to the, they, they, they overheard me. I was talking to them about, and like trying to figure out insurance and all that stuff about hiring somebody just to wash. Yeah. Cause I'm getting busy enough that I'm getting behind washing. So I was like, well, if I hire somebody there and, and then the kids are like, what well, you're going to pay something. So then I was like, well, I'll pay you if you want to do it. <laughs> I'd, rather totally. give it, I'd rather give it to them than to me and somebody else. So they're like, okay. So then they start, so they've started washing for me. That's amazing. Um, so that when they're washing, it, it's a huge help. Like yeah. that part of it speeds everything up. So, you know, it's so much faster. Yeah. So they're definitely there that they don't realize it, but you know, they, Emma's actually really into it. She's, um, she pretty much can run most of the equipment. She's, I mean, they've been around it since they were, you know, Emma's been there around it since she was born pretty much. Yeah. Bethany's been around since she's probably like three, you know, four. So they used to sit in the mill when they were little, like had, we had the TV in there and a VCR and the old videotapes and like they were watching there and watch Barney and stuff. And so they've been around it forever, but Bethany's always been kind of like, ah, whatever. I don't know. Wool is disgusting. She's like, she's like, I won't, I, yeah. She says, she goes, I don't mind. I don't mind wash wool mom, but touching greasy wool is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> she will not just say like, I'm not touching that stuff <laughs> so so my younger yeah Emma's Emma's the younger one she's like oh no sure she's fine with it and so she's always been one to help and want to run the carter and that kind of stuff and she kind of just watches I mean she, she'll she knows not to ever touch anything while I'm not there it's always like if I'm right there with her yeah yeah because it's way too dangerous just not touching anything while it's in. but um for her to like she'll sit like if we're in there she'll either sit there with her book make sure the carter's behaving itself and the roving's coming off of it kind of thing yeah she just like tell me when it's mess you know if something messes up kind of deal yeah so that's kind of it she's you know so she's always done that kind of stuff um and yeah so they're now that they're both getting older they're both helping more and you know and they can both wash and now that bethany wants to now she's got a permit and she wants a car. Now it's not so bad to wash wool. 
funny how that happens, eh? Exactly. So now, now she's watching. Well, and actually, one night she came down and she's like, "Mom, um, and you need to learn. You need to teach me how to knit." Oh, I like, really? I was like, because she's one that's been like, oh, she she loves knitted things, but she's never wanted to knit. She's always asking you to make stuff. Yeah, I was like, for real? And she's like, yeah, she's like, I want to make, I forget what she wanted to make. Um, so, but she's like, she's like, yeah, no, I want to, I want to do that. And I'm going to learn how to say, well, well, let's start with a hat or, you know, I said, then you can learn that. And she picked it up like that. She was like, oh. yeah, exactly. So she, I mean, she's not like crazy about it, but she, she just figured it out. So I was like, okay, maybe it was worth just waiting till she was ready for it or whatever. Yeah, not pushing it. Yeah, exactly. So, and then Emma goes to a Waldorf school, so they learn how to knit and crochet and do embroidery and all the things and quilting and stuff. So she knows that she she likes to play with a little of everything. You know, she doesn't. They're not. They never do anything on a regular basis. But I never push it because then I know they'll really not want it. So I wait for them to like if they ask to do it or they need help, then they will. How old Emma now? Is she 12? 11? She's 13. She just turned oh, okay. 13. Yeah. So she's kind of the other day. She's like, Oh mom, I really like this sweater. Can you knit for this? Or can I knit this? And I was like, Emma, you have enough random skeins around here that I've given you until I see an actual hat or a finished product. You're not going to try and start a sweater. <laughs> it's like, you like, she's, she definitely has starditis. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's hard when they're young to stick with yeah. a big project like that. Oh, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, let's concentrate on a hat. You know, like you can learn how to do all those things before you even attempt to make a blanket or a sweater or anything huge. I said, they take forever. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, you know. Well, and then there's that um, accomplishment, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's get hard to that. And then. It, yeah. No, it's hard. But then that's that. a big project for a kid, you know, to like, to do the whole entire thing. It's not like it's like a quick project. Yeah. Even a hat is long enough for them. Well, and I think once they kind of get like, you know, how once you make that first one or two sweaters, then you sort of know what the process is like and you yeah exactly no, for sure yeah yeah. I, feel like, yeah I was like no you're not quite ready for a sweater <laughs> so but no so yeah so now both of them it was actually pretty funny when it was during Christmas break but Emma was uh Emma was in the in the in her chair like in the recliner crocheting Bethany's over there knitting and I'm knitting and I was like Johnny's like what the heck am I supposed to, you know, like, he's like, what the heck? He's like, I'm leaving. You know, he's like, I'm just going to sit here. He's like, I was like, I guess you better learn how to do it and learn how to do something too. <laughs> he started, he's like all these old grannies here. He's like, they're all sitting here. He was giving them a hard time. Well, there yeah. are so many men who knit and weave and. Um, oh, for sure. I like, know. Yeah. So, the patterns that are being published now for, yeah. you know, everybody it's just awesome yeah yeah yeah, I know there definitely is and I keep trying to give them but I don't know if that'll ever happen yeah 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 exactly no well he likes the I can actually see so we're looking we're working on for the mill side of it we are trying to because right now I'm buying yarn and dyeing it as like indie dyeing you know because I do do the dyeing for roving and stuff um and then the yarn just so I have yarn to offer to everybody 
because I want to have something for everybody. Um, but I still go back, like we're trying to figure out all the best things of expanding. We might be, we're probably going to be putting an addition and then eventually offer spinning too. Um, but that part of it kind of is, it's a big step. Right. To offer everything. So I want to take it slow. The first thing we probably will do is put the addition on because we're running out of space. Right. So it's more of a space issue. So we'll have easier places to wash things. Cause right now, if we're washing, then I can't be dying. Um, oh, okay. you know, like everything is, yeah, everything is shared. So like if we could be doing one thing and I can be doing another, that would be so much easier. Right. So I think, and then if I can hire somebody to just do the wash, you know, like besides yeah. the kids, you know, um, find somebody that can just wash. Then if we do that, that would, and just kind of like grow it at its own pace, Yeah. you know, and then we're, cause hiring all the employees, all that, that kind of stuff is a little overwhelming and liability and all the insurance and everything. It's dangerous. So it's not something that, you know, you can't just yeah. have you know, you have to have everything covered. Yeah. Yeah. Have all your ducks in a row and make sure exactly, you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. 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 And I want to be, able, and then even once we start, when we do, when we can buy the spinning equipment, start spinning, it's going to take, it's a huge learning curve spinning that way versus by hand. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to take a while just for me to figure it out and John to figure it out, like for us to figure that part out and then learn it. And then we can, you know, kind of go from there about hiring people and making things faster and that kind of stuff. So I just want to make sure it grows in the right, you know, the right speed and the right. Totally. I don't want to bite off more than I can chew. That scares me. Yeah. So I don't know. So yeah, so that's kind of like, but I can see John actually liking the, he's, he's a plumber right now, but oh, okay. like, yeah. So he's my, the fix it guy. Like he's the yeah. mechanic in the mill, but he, so whenever he's fixing things, but he's very like particular, even when he's like putting in a new furnace, he's like, sends me pictures. Look at how straight my pipes are. Like, look at how this is. And he's so, you know, everything has to be spot on. I was like, he would probably be the really good one to do the spinning part of it. Cause he is so particular about how everything is where it's more like the like, I like the, I like to do things more, not like the, by the feel and by the, you know, like, yes, I have, a scientific, yeah, like I have the scientific background and I can do it, but I'd much rather not have to do it that way. The creative yeah. soul. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I feel like he would be the one that would be more wanting, like, be like, yeah, I'll set it up. I'm good. And then I can just run it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause we're going to, you know, like custom yarns. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah. I just like that. Like right now buying the yarns that you can buy is, is still pretty limited yeah. as to like what you can, like, I want to buy, I want to be able to get blends, like something other than Merino or something other than Target, you know, like you want to have like, like you can like the farm yarns or, you know, like you yeah. want to be able to offer things that you can't just get wholesale. Yeah. You know, so yeah. The, and that's like the fostering part. And I like the whole stuff of like those commercial yarns that are so underspun. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I guess I didn't realize how underspun they were until the other day. Um, I was putting like I separate out 
I was putting in a label. So I needed to like, just use one of the plies. Oh yeah. You know, to like, so I was to stitch in the label and that ply was literally just coming apart. Uh, you know, we, Emma was helping apart. Yeah. Emma yeah. was helping me. Cause I couldn't, it was actually putting a pom-pom with a button, you know, like a snap Yeah, stitching it for me. And I was kind of helping her and she's, it just kept breaking like this. It would not hold together. And I was like, that would realize that made me realize like, holy, you know, that that's really under spun. It's just twist locked. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So as so soon as you start to undo that, it just drifts yeah. apart. So like, that's why. And then, and then when I started with, you know, like I joined Patreon and all that kind of stuff, cause I really want to learn more about that part of it for on the spinning side of things. Cause then when I am ready to spin on the machines, I, yes, it's different, but it'll probably be, you know, I need that knowledge. Yeah. Of all of what you'll be looking for. Exactly. You know, yeah. like, yes, I know what I like, but I want to be able to do it too on a larger scale than just my few skeins that I need for my sweater. Right. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. And be able to set things up and say, yeah, this has enough twist or too much twist or those kind of things. And some of the breed stuff, you yeah. know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I know that's one great thing about the mill is they get to see all the different kinds of yeah. come through those things, but all the breed stuff that like, so there's still a ton of stuff that I've never touched either, you know? Which is just mind boggling when you Yeah, there's it. so many out there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can then you know how to use it and you can say, okay, well, this is a little bit like this, or this is, you know, like like use your you know, based off of other fibers too. Yeah, because like I just started spinning the fin silk and yeah. uh, for my natural shades along, and like it just yes. has a totally different feel because yes. silk is in there. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's really cool. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely like, there's just so many different things to learn and stuff like that. It's uh, really quite amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's definitely, um, I don't know. It's just always something to learn. Yeah. If people want to know more about the mill, where, what, where can they go to find out more? Um, we can go to uh, the kingdom police and fireworks.com. And then you can also go to Instagram is probably the easiest. I do have a Facebook page too for it's all kingdom fleece and five works, but um, Instagram is probably the easiest. That's where I post most of the pictures. Yeah. Um, I'm not on Facebook nearly as much as I am. Like that's kind of just there. <laughs> yeah. It's it definitely Instagram. And then if you need anything, just email me or, you know, that and get in stuff. touch yeah through the um, contact on the website yeah yes i actually had yeah i had my all the info on the contact and then i started getting weird messages and i was like yeah you know just telemarketers and stuff like that so i just yeah. ended up taking it down and i'm like that way they can email me and then i can you know give give my number or whatever and i'll they can con give me a sometimes it's definitely easier for me um depending on things just just give me a call um to like because typing one-handed is slow yeah so, <laughs> so yeah. if it's like a question on processing or whatever and it's an easy quick answer it, like just call me it's just that much easier too for me yeah um, you know and then I keep track I mean I, it's easy to I use the emails to keep track of things and stuff like that but to have a whole conversation it's easier for me to call yeah um, if they have questions on the processing just call me and chat and that kind of stuff it's that 
that part's easier. And, and you can also, to me, some of the details are missed in email versus in person. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the best, but yeah. So that's the easiest way. That's great, Liz. So yeah. I have a thing that I just started doing with everyone. This is just new. I've only done it a couple of times. So okay. it's like a rapid fire at the end. Uh-oh. Yeah. So you just like, <laughs> the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. <laughs> it's easy. It's nothing hard. Um, but it, um, it's just kind of fun because then people sort of get to know some things about you that they maybe otherwise wouldn't get to know. Okay. Um, and it's just 10 rapid fire, like, um, you know, one or two word answers kind of thing. Okay. Do you game? Okay. I'll try it. It's just fun. Okay. Um, okay. So the first thing, what's your favorite wool? Oh, I would have to say Finn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. <laughs> yep. Cause I used to have Finn and I had some, uh, cause we did have sheep in Connecticut. Um, I had some BFL and Finn crosses and they were my favorite mm. um, because you had the the fin like the bounciness of the fin but you had some of the curl and the BF that cross was awesome I bet the luster too yes you still you have did. that luster yeah yes you did so it was definitely that was definitely one of the best so that's what I'd say I have to say Finn is one of my favorites as well yeah which favorite movie Oh, movie. Oh, I don't know. I have a few of them. Um, you can see a few of them. Yeah. The, let's see here. I know the first one thing, um, Sweet Home Alabama. I think that was one of the ones that like the girls and I've watched out a few times. They, and I'm trying to think of another one. Um, I don't know. We like all the, I like all the older ones, like yeah. all the, 90s 80s like like the kids are always asking mom what's another good one what's another good one like all like the tom cruise movies all the yeah all the (laughs) diehards all the old yeah yeah, exactly product of our generation (laughs) yeah yeah for sure yeah um what's your favorite yarn structure so like singles two ply three ply um spinning i like the two ply um i'm getting better at three ply Mm-hmm. I'm working on because three ply for me is hard to do like a like anything it's always thicker so yeah. but now that I want to do some hats and stuff I want to do the thicker three ply yeah. um and then two ply is is like usually like if I'm doing you know like fingering dk that kind of stuff so I usually like it de- kind of it definitely depends on what I'm going to be using it for yeah that makes sense yeah. yeah which favorite food oh um Let's see here. I would say probably pizza. <laughs> probably pizza. Yeah. yeah. If, if it's a good night, you don't want to cook or that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's something quick and easy. And yeah, that's probably what we do. We make our own. We make our own at yeah. home too. That kind do of the stuff. the scratch crust and everything. Yeah. 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 Too. So yeah. good. Um, yeah. What's your current spinning wheel or spindle that you're using? Um, my wheel is a Kromsky. And let's see here. Minstrel, yeah, right? Yeah, the minstrel. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Are you are you happy to have your a new one? Mm-hmm. You're happy. It's yeah. been lovely. Yeah. Yes. No, I got mine. And then my I would love like I'm saving up for is the the magic the rose. Oh yeah. I that's what I really that's about that as I want a second wheel because I didn't think I'd really want a second wheel, but now that I'm doing more stuff and 
Emma's more interested in learning how to spin too. So then I'd, if it would be nice to have two things going at the same time, so. Yeah, and the minstrel would be easy for her to learn on. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a, and, it, and it's been through between vending and stuff like that. It's kind of like, it's through the war. It's, it's fine. It works fine and all that stuff, yeah. but it's definitely been well loved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so she can play on that one and it's, I won't feel so bad. So, yeah. yeah. Is there a book you've read recently that you enjoyed? Um, Outlander books. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I that's I think I'm on the third one or something. Yeah. So yeah. This question isn't really fair for you because I know you work basically mostly with pin drafted roving, but is there a favorite preparation to spin that you like? Um, let's see here. Yeah, I like. Um, I like doing. I like the pin drafted, obviously, but the that's probably the number one. And then I do like the, the comb top for certain yeah. things too. Cause it, it gives you a different variety of like, like the way it looks different, you know, the number the smoothness of it, but also just the, the way it's dyed up is different. Yeah. So I kind of like that for variety too. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's something that you've binge watched recently that you really enjoyed? Oh, what are we, um, I'm trying to think of, um, hmm, what have we been, oh, um, I'm trying to think, we watched, I just watched Downton Abbey again. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just watched that again. Um, yeah. Usually I have it like kind of playing in the background in the middle. Oh, just for like background? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something to listen to because I've seen it enough, so I don't really need to watch it, watch it, but I can totally. hear it going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was your biggest accomplishment in 2020? Oh, this year. Um, I'm trying to think. I guess like trying to start playing around with like the long draw from you, like learning from you guys, you know, from yeah. everybody on Slock and here and just like supported long draw and practicing with that. That's really cool. um, it's definitely a good like I mean I have a long way to go <laughs> but it's definitely yeah the the longer fibers are uh, practicing with that and just you know relearning that part of it yeah yeah, yeah. pushing yourself a little bit yeah exactly I definitely like to get better at that and and yeah. on there yeah do you have a goal for 2021 that you want to share with us um let's see here my goal is this um I would say to well I'm working on my sweater now um and then I don't know probably a couple more garments is I would say I'm not I'm, I'm so slow at a knit like slow knitter but at the same time I'd like to have a few more garments either in mine I know John Johnny's never he's never wanted any well he's a he, no wool's itchy now I think it's starting to wear off him because he did ask me for a sweater oh that's awesome so, so I, he's like, he's, yeah. And then he sees, he saw me spinning the um, Advent stuff and he's like, that yellow, that would just, I don't want a yellow sweater. <laughs> I was like, That's not it's pretty you. yellow, that yellow. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm just never going to get my sweater. Am I? Because <laughs> I have so many other things that I like, yeah, I was like, you'll get there eventually. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't, oh I don't God. want a yellow sweater. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> exactly. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Liz. Thank you. No yeah, no problem. Yeah, thank, thank you for talking. taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate yes. it. No, I had fun. Good, good. Thank, thank you. you.